The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. All the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing good. Only one hockey game tonight, but it was a good one. Kraken Force uh, Game 7 there against the Dallas Stars, so we'll at least have one Game 7 this round. So yeah, it's been, it's been a good good weekend here, and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about uh, these games coming up. Nikola Jokic is a god among mortal men, and we are but witnesses to his majesty. Oh, my word. The Denver Nuggets are on fire. The best team in the NBA. Making a lot of money on that, but not so much in the NHL. It's uh, it's a struggle. It's a grind. I, like I said, basically all playoffs. I win one game. I lose two. Win one game. Lose two. Again and again and again. But uh, I'd rather talk about the Nuggets. But this is an NHL show. This is a hockey show. Shout out also to the IIHF World Championships going on as well. Uh, Talent is grinding that away. But uh, shout out to my Nuggets as well, man. We're gonna we're gonna win. We're we're gonna win the title. Uh, I'm 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 doing with the first person out too. That that's how invested I am, both financially and uh, emotionally. Like uh, Avalanche won last year. Nuggets win this year. Who says no? <laughs> you won't find me giving no love to no Coach Shover over there. What are you talking about? Jesus, jeepers, creepers. Uh, I'm doing about as piss poor as you would assume I'd be doing right now, but obviously we'll get into that later. AAHF World Championship Hockey is always fun, though, man. I like it because, like, on your days off, you can wake up and watch some hockey at 9 in the goddamn morning. And if you don't, not a fan of that, then I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, some money to be made there for sure. Shout out to Germany. Fucking plus two and a half today. They were, I think it was paying off like minus 130 or some shit like that. They lost in overtime. Finland's just been stinking up the joint. Overrated. Crusty Finns. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Weird-ass looking motherfuckers. Wait, did the Germans play today too? Yeah. Oh, shit. I missed that one. I, I saw they lost one nothing to the <laughs> Holy Swedes Holy shit. Some, this guy goes on and on for two years about how Germany <laughs> is, and he doesn't even watch his own hockey team play in the World Champions. Ah, so. Jimmy, Jimmy Stutzel, my favorite player in the world. Uh, much better than Cole Perfetti. Uh, he wasn't playing in this tournament, so I, I lost interest, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, we got NHL playoff hockey. It's been absolutely sick. Uh, NBA back. Basketball is doing its thing. From the sounds of it, Jolie's pretty bought into the playoffs here. Let's go Nuggies, baby. Yeah. Uh, tons of other stuff. Uh, soccer World. I've seen stuff on Twitter. It seems like Soccer World's popping off, so that's cool to see. Uh, baseball. Baseball's doing its thing. Ryan, what's up in the world of baseball? Anything yeah, new? Yeah, ba- baseball's good. Uh, not, not too much new, no. Still, uh, still early in, in a very long season. Okay, hell yeah. Still we'll keep the, it. the spring meetings. <laughs> <laughs> no, have pitcher, pitchers showed up yet? Pitchers, pitchers and catchers have showed up uh, every position. Uh, I think right fielders are due to show up next week. Okay, keep us posted on that. Still uh, setting up the summer meetings, I guess. <laughs> Tons of stuff going on. We got a golf tournament going on, kind of a shit field. We don't got to go into that. F1 students thing, NASCAR, MMA, USFL, let's go breakers. Looking to make it a 5-0 tomorrow, baby. Can't wait for that. Uh, tons of stuff for the world of sports. Obviously, you can find all that information on the SGPN website. Be sure to go check that out. And shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Always popping up. Stuff's always going on in the Discord, man. Awesome time. So if you're not in there, uh, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can also try to use a Ouija board and summon Joel's ghost dead ass because he's that fucking old. Uh, he'll be sure to kind of point you in the right direction as well. So if you're not in the Discord, just do any of those. And we'll be sure to help you out. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money, baby. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's been a bit tame recently. Maybe maybe it's just uh, all, all the teams being eliminated or whatnot. But yeah, expect that to get uh, heated back up, especially for a game seven. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Given Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review and turn on those auto-downloads. 
All right, we're going to go into a couple. <laughs> we had a couple series enders here. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the New Jersey Devils, Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina being the first team to make it officially to the semifinals of the NHL playoffs. Uh, they uh, they they played pretty well, man. They won that series. I think it was a 4-1 final. Uh, got it done in overtime there on, uh, what's say Saturday? So on Thursday, I believe they took that out. Uh, these Canes, man. They're buying in. We talked about it a lot. I give Ryan credit. This guy's been all over them from the get-go. And almost like when you bet one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, it kind of makes sense. Everybody thought they are going to lose to the Islanders. They beat the shit out of them. And then the Devils absolutely beat the wheels off them, like I said, 4-1. Uh, these guys are buying in. And they're doing it by committee, too. Obviously, it hurts having no Svechnikov, no Pacioretty, a couple injury bugs. Their goaltenders have been a carousel back in between the pipes there. Uh, but they're finding a way to get it done. And most importantly, it looks like they bought in, man. Like I was listening to a show with Rod Brendamore on it the other day and he was just going off saying you know there's there's nothing more that he would ask for than what he has in the dressing room right now and i think those are very strong words and i don't think there's a better way to sum up the success that uh, carolina is having as a whole here yeah carolina they just know how to play playoff hockey they play playoff hockey all season long that's their just entire style they play low scoring grinded out games not much room out there take the body play the puck you know get move the puck along make the right decision with the puck and that's why they were able to beat the islanders beat the devils they took care of the puck. Devils took advantage of the Rangers' turnovers to get past them. I think Devils do have a bright future here. Jack Hughes was a bit banged up, I think, before Game 4, and then he was like questionable for Game 4 or Game 5. But obviously they have a great young core there with Hughes and the other Hughes now and Heischer and uh, Andre Palat showed up a little bit in the playoffs. Timo Meyer now, I think they're going to try to bring him back because I think he's a free agent. But yeah, Devils are going to be, unfortunately, a team to watch in the Eastern Conference for years to come. Yeah, I don't have much else to add to that. Uh, Canes have been a bet against team in the market. We've seen money come against them in both series and uh, towards the end of the year, too, with uh, their injuries and whatnot. And uh, their, their, their goalie randomness, we can call it, with uh, Freddy in, Rant in, Kochetkov in. Uh, we, we don't know what's going on there. But uh, like I've been saying, the, the goaltender doesn't mean as much as it used to. And if you have the system and the structure that the Canes have, um, you can protect against that that uh maybe a weak goalie performance so yeah i think the canes are are are, are, are beautiful they, they 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 play the right <laughs> way and uh they got the right coach in there um brent burns is on fire like he's showing his real playoff experience he still hasn't won a cup yeah he's gunning for one now he's absolutely dominating and uh providing the the offense from the point like the, the canes don't have a lot of offense but uh they're, they're getting some some um product productivity from um Burns and uh, Gosses Bear on the point, and uh, the, the power play is getting a little bit better um, by the week. So, yeah, shout out to the Canes. Ryan said about the Devils. Yeah, Devils are going to be a wagon for a long time. I'm not too concerned about them. They're going to be the best team in the league, I'm pretty sure, in the next few years. So, uh, look out for that. Uh, look, look, I also am eyeing on Luke Hughes, a Calder Trophy winner next year. So, uh, as soon as those odds come out, I'm going to be fucking hammering that. Fuck Bedard. Luke Hughes is the guy. <laughs> oh, hey man mcdavid didn't win the fucking call there in his rookie year so anything can happen you know uh, you mcdavid know. got injured otherwise he would have but uh i'm thinking of um like the car when he won the calder uh he was he was injected into the lineup in the playoff series against the flames so it's the same kind of parallel with the luke hughes just suddenly getting like 25 27 <laughs> minutes in his first fucking game so uh, this guy's the real deal so I, I would love a, a piece of Luke Hughes um, early on because those odds are going to go down, and I guarantee you. And there's do no doubt, Bedard, no doubt he'll be playing. For, sorry, no doubt he'll be playing for the better team as well, New Jersey compared to Chicago. So that's worth uh, that's a little true. bit of note. Yeah. What do you think Bedard opens at for, for Calder, Joel? No fucking clue, but he's going to be way too, <laughs> way, way too short. Yeah, way, minus yeah. a billion. It's going to be minus <laughs> something. If he's minus something, then fuck no. But uh, he should be like <laughs> my plus two hundred, plus three hundred. If he's yeah. shorter than that, then just. Well, take a bunch of guys against him. Yeah. A lot of money is going to come in on him when that opens up, though, too. Keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He'll work out to your favorite. Um, all right, we're going to move it on to something that I don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, we had another series-clinching uh, series here, I guess, game. Florida Panthers took down the Toronto Maple Leafs in five games, winning that series 4-1 to one in overtime on Friday night. There was 3-2 in overtime, rather, on Friday night. Um, yeah, Panthers, they got it done. I'm going to let you guys jump into this quick reel first here. So, boys, let it rain down on me. What do we got? Uh, there, there's nothing to, to rain down here. The Panthers just absolutely turned it on once Keith Kachuk 
called them soft pussies pretty much late late in March there, and they they turned it completely around. It took their star player's father, who's a former player, to turn them around, and they completely went on a tear. I mean, they went down three one against Boston, but they won three straight there. They they obviously now beat the Leafs in second round. Panthers are, are no slouch. We talked about it. They, they won the President's Trophy last year. You know, had a bit of a chemistry issue early in the year without without Uyghur, with Kachuk playing, uh, replacing Huberto. But Kachuk's a better player for the playoffs. They're a better team. Both their playoffs now, they have that playoff, you know, failure from last year that's still kind of in their mouths. And they they were playing with no pressure. But, yeah, for the Leafs, it's just the big guys have to show up. That 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 is what it is. It's an overplayed narrative, but it's a narrative for a reason. Matthews had, what, no goals? I think Marner had one and one one in game four Nylander had one or two Tavares didn't show Three. up uh O'Reilly I know he's a trade deadline addition but didn't really do too much in the second round either so I don't know what the answer is I don't know if it's I think Duba should stay Keith maybe could end up being the fall guy or they could end up trading you know one of those wingers for more depth trade maybe trade a winger for like a second pair of defensemen and a second line wing second line forward or something just to get like you know added depth but yeah it comes down to you know you need your players to play their best in that seven-game series, and if, if you don't, you're going to lose. And that's, that's, unfortunately for the Leafs, what keeps happening. Yeah, we pretty much covered this after game three when the, the Leafs were given the de facto exit going down 3 nothing in the series. We all thought that they would uh, lose the series, except for Ryan. Ryan is a bit of a believer. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough go there. I don't blame Dubas a lot. Uh, I think that he maybe spent too much on the star guys who haven't proven to be winners when it matters, but uh, he did a good job bringing in um, the depth. Like he gave them everything they needed and that the, the top guys still couldn't perform. They still couldn't get over the hump. I mean, I don't care about little minor injuries. I'm sure Austin Matthews was injured, but it doesn't matter. Like the, Everyone's the best injured, players, man, yeah. exactly. The best players in the league are injured. Like you play this long, you play this deep in the playoffs, you're going to get injured, and you got to play through it. Like look at Bergeron when when, when they won the cup, uh, playing through whatever he was, he was it was like a broken lung or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I don't blame Dubas so much. It's just uh, the core, man. The, the core is just uh, it's rotten, rotten to the core, you might say. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, the Leafs. Still have uh, some some good looks going forward with uh, Samsonov and, and Matthew Nice is like honestly one of their best players in the, in this series and in the previous series as well when he came in. So uh, yeah, Joseph Wall, did I see Samsonov? Joseph Wall, I mean Joseph Wall is uh, he's looking like a real goalie and they'll have him for cheap. Matthew Nice will be cheap for a couple more years. So that's the bright spot for the Leafs, but uh, they're gonna have to to ship someone out to to make things work and. Uh, reestablish the lineup so yeah town take it away but you guys are sounding a lot more optimistic and positive than you should be right now you are <laughs> no i'm dead I, i'm not even joking you are gonna see changes like that it's as simple as that and you know what it's deservedly so raise your hand if you make over 10 million dollars a year and you only scored one or less goals this series three guys can raise up their goddamn hand so, yeah, and those are the three guys that you expect to show up. I, I know you can shit on John Tavares all you want. Every team's allowed to have a bad contract, and they do. Well, this bad contract puts up a, over a point per game every year for the past five years with this team. Yeah, that guy's expected to show up. Austin Matthews is a, the retaining fucking Rocket Award winner. Did he show up for this series? He did nothing. I shouldn't say he did nothing. Lots of hits, lots of block shots. There's something to be said for that, too. But guess what? We're paying you to fucking score goals. Did he do it? No. Mitch Marner, I've never seen a guy play more scared and more nervous in my entire life. Boys, it's not fucking clicking. Like, I've been an advocate for this core since day one. Everybody's been saying you got to blow it up for fucking years with this team. And I've been there since day one saying, nope, run it back, run it back, run it back. And everybody's coming out saying, oh, oh they got goalie. Bobrovsky showed on his head. Well, you know what? They got goalie when they played Bobrovsky this year. They got goalie when they played Vasilevsky last year. The year before that, they got goalie by Carey Price. The year before that, they got goalie by fucking Jornis Corpusello in the play-in. Eventually, you got to fucking score goals. It's unacceptable. Two fucking goals a game for five games in this series. Like, it doesn't matter what playoff hockey. I get it. It's close. That with if those are your big dogs, that's absolutely fucking unacceptable. Here, you're going to see changes, man. Jolie touched on it. Is it Cal Dubas's fault? It's not. Not at all. This guy's done fucking more than enough. And a a famous fucking gentleman always says context is king. Okay, and you can give him <laughs> shit. You can give him shit. For fucking signing those contracts and overpaid. Well, those are pre-COVID contracts. You're expecting the cap to go up. We all were. Well, guess what? 
It didn't happen. And no, you know what? He didn't make a move. You know what? I, I love Cal Dubas, but you could have saw that, hey, we're flat capping it for a while. Maybe something has to be done here. We can't win allocating this much money. And that's something that I always tried to fight against, but it's proven itself to be fucking serious. But it's not even that, man. It, it's the fucking level of – I come back to this all the time, and I'm banging a fucking broken drum. Like It's the fucking heart of these players. These guys, these guys don't – like they don't hate to fucking lose. They, they don't hate losing. They hate that they lost, but they don't fucking hate losing games. If you watch that last game, they're fucking like, does that make any sense? When they're fucking down 2 absolutely. 1 in the third period, mm-hmm. and you see Mitch Marner going in, and he's about to get absolutely crushed, absolutely crushed by Sam Bennett. But if he takes that fucking hit and pokes the puck past, you have Morgan Riley behind him and Austin Matthews. That's a two on one guarantee between the two of them. There's a good chance that puck's going into the net to tie it right there. So that lack of fucking being willing to take that hit that's what i mean by they fucking don't they don't hate losing they hate that they lost you just like it pisses me off so fucking much and if you're if you're a fan of the leafs man like it's okay to be upset but you can sit there and you can bitch about this should have been a goal that should have been a goal this didn't get called that didn't get called if you hate the leafs you can fucking just sit there and run your mouth online and fucking do nothing about it when somebody calls you out that's fine too but in the end of it it's all fucking irrelevant because what do you do now? Like, uh, boys, you're going to see one of these guys gone. And uh, I got to tell you right now, if if you're if Matthews is the guy you want to ship out, I don't think that's the right call. If you're sitting there saying that William Nylander needs to go and his fucking 6.9 against the cap and, you know, yeah, he's going to get a raise, but he's the one that has to go, you're fucking dumb. But there's I, – I love Marner too, man. I don't want to see this guy go. But you need it, – it's not working. With the three of them together, it just doesn't work. It, it's been proven. It's done. It's done. So something's got to happen here. The real question is, who do you want to be the guy in charge of making these decisions? And guess what? You got to fucking choose quick because both those guys, Matthews and Nylander, have fucking full no moves kicking in on July 1st. You have the draft on fucking June 27th or something. And you're up in arms saying, hey, who's our fucking GM going to be? Well, guess what? It's not a matter of firing Kyra Calduvis or not or hiring him. You didn't offer him an extension. He could fucking go anywhere he wants right now. He could go to pits. He might, instead of saying, oh, we're firing him, he could say, fuck you. I don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. And that's his prerogative. He's earned that. And I wouldn't blame him for a single fucking second. So MLSE from the top, from Gary T- or Larry Tannenbaum, you fucking hung yourself out here, man. So uh, if you better figure out what the fuck you're going to do, and you better figure it out quick. It's absolutely unacceptable. To the fans out there, man, like... I know I wear my heart on my sleeve, and you can call me a bitch, you can call me a pussy with this, but like none of us fucking deserve this, man. This sucks. And if, if something's got to change, dude. I'm I'm sick of it. I've gone to bat for these guys for fucking seven goddamn years, but you got to start bringing in somebody that actually fucking wants to win. It's as simple as that. Nothing much more to add there. Uh, you covered it uh, excellently. Just uh, one more thing. I remember um, Matt Matt Calvert. Remember him? Um, hell of a player. In terms of his effort, to, I remember him with the abs against the Sharks. He he had a shot for the empty net where he had to make a play, but he knew he would get crushed. He would get fucking nailed, and he made the play anyway, <laughs> and he did. He got fucking crushed. He was injured the next game, like just totally destroyed. You take the but hit he, to make the play. Exactly. He made the play, and that's what's lacking with the Leafs core, I think. Uh, these guys, like you said, they, they hate losing, but they don't want to win enough to uh, make those those crucial plays they don't hate losing they hate that they lost right after the game they'll be the most fucking emotional all this and that and don't give me this comment like i'm I'm done i can't get into this (laughs) but so if one of the four were to go it's not gonna be nylander he's paid the least and arguably the most clutch in the playoffs nylander or Tavares has a no movement no movement clause i don't think they'd he's not going anywhere yeah, good is, luck with that. Yeah, no, I know. Is it talking Toronto moving Matthews? Or is, it, is it just getting rid of Marner for like a defenseman and like a depth winner? It's Ryan. Nobody's even talking about what we're getting back. It's just getting them rid of it. That's what oh, yeah. it is. No, right no, no, that's <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm is, is it Matthews? Is it Marner? Is it's like, Marner. Who, it, you can't, you can't, you know what it is? Like, I love the guy to death. And yes, he drives lines and he's a fucking fantastic player. And I guarantee you, Mitch Marner will be a Stanley Cup champion at one point. He's too good of a player for it to not happen. But it's not going to happen in Toronto. And it's as simple as this, man. How easy is it or how fucking hard is it to find a, a, a skilled winger? 
You can find that. You can draft that. You can develop that. But how, where are you going to find a 60-goal centerman? I don't care what anybody that says. Center is the more valuable position than a winger, man. Marner drives the play. Marner creates a lot of space for that for Matthews. Of course it is. But, like, if you got to find someone, man. Like, you can replace that. You can't replace a 60-goal centerman. And I know that there's a narrative that, hey, he might walk. And, you know, he's earned that right as a free agent in, after this year or after next year, rather, he can re-up on July 1st if he wants to be a Leaf, and you'll have answers then. But it, I've got to tell you, man, it's it's not even a matter of who are we getting back. It's just, it, it doesn't work. And everybody that's tried, like me, that's been fucking dumbass fucking idiot for the past seven years, say, no, it'll work. We're all, we, it's done, man. We, you know, shame on me. Burn me once, that's fine. Burn me seven times, you know. What, what can you do? What are the yeah. odds that Joe Sackick fleeces Dewis again and then brings in one of those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. to play behind gonna, Nathan McKinnon? Now well, that you, we got the Lannisgog money off the books, we got, got 13 mil to pay him. Marner for like Gerard yeah. and somebody. Gerard's making five million. Exactly. Okay, Gerard yeah, I think the, you're underselling Mitch Marner. Well, right you now. get Gerard. And like, <laughs> okay, Gerard and like Bo Byram, like uh, like a young defenseman, no, or like a young. That, 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 well, Bo obviously Byram. not that exactly, but like uh, we wouldn't. It would, it would take be, more from us point of view be, too, though, and that's why Kyle Dubas has to be the guy to make this decision. Yeah, I could see. Um, I was just thinking about teams with with like young defensemen they could trade from, possibly Ottawa. Maybe just trade trade with Ottawa Marner. But Ryan, the problem isn't defense. Otter, no, Ottawa, no, exactly. Ottawa, Ottawa won the Stanley, Stanley Cup with Mitch Marner. If, we need if Ottawa gets Mitch well, Marner, they're winning the Stanley Cup. That's it's exactly, not a defensive problem. It's exactly. an offensive problem. Right? That's I need I was, somebody that's going to beat the shit out of somebody on the forecheck. That's going to make those defensemen fucking fear for their lives every time they dump the puck in their corner. That also has the skill and talent to play with a guy like Austin Matthews. That's why like, a defenseman isn't going to do any good. I know uh-huh. our defenseman isn't great, but like uh, that's not what you're going to get out of this trade if something like this does happen. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Like The defense was not the issue. The issue was the top guys not being the top guys. And exactly. You have to trade one of them for someone that similar probably to the Kachuk for Huberto and Uyghur trade where you get like two pieces that may be better overall but you know they maybe end up getting a better player in Marner you, you never know it's true right. enough uh, leaf stocks right, yeah That's enough good. leaf exactly. stocks exactly. Uh, thank you for entertaining me Ryan talk about your flyers big news in uh, flyers land here let's get into this yeah, so uh, the Flyers, you know, obviously they have a new era of orange now. They they, uh, they announced on Thursday morning, shortly before they announced that Heath Jones will be their uh, new president of hockey operations. After a, a long and extensive search, they I think they had a, uh, they, a consultant firm to help them uh, find their guy, and they went all the way to their own broadcast booth to find Keith Jones. Nothing against Keith Jones. Great guy from everything I've heard. Great, great analyst. You know, probably had to hold back a little bit in, in the – in the uh in the box there but yeah he's worked for nbc worked for tnt obviously has great connections classy guy whatever but yeah and I, I i wish the best for him but this is just flyers fans are have a right to be skeptical and i wrote this earlier this week it's you know this is what the flyers have been since the 90s bob clark paul holmgren ron hextall now danny brown keith jones it's former flyers that are going to keep the flyer away, stay within the flyer system. And, you know, Briere and Jones had a good first press conference, uh, but Friedman reported that probably Hayes, Provorov, possibly Hart could be traded this summer. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a big summer once again for the flyers, but Keith Jones, he has no experience in a front front office. And I understand that Danny Briere is probably going to be the, the guy to have more of the personnel decisions, but also he doesn't have any much front office experience. He was an assistant to the GM, for the past few years, worked for the ECHL team a few years ago, but like, I don't know. It's just Flyers fans wanted them to go outside the organization for for somebody, and I mean that didn't work with Fletcher, so maybe that's not not the move. But Flyers fans right now are just it's just waiting to see what happens before you can believe everything because there there's so many bad contracts on the books, there's so many moves that need to be made to get this team back to a point where you can even start building. So it's like a tear down and then a rebuild. And hopefully they can just go into that as their full, full mindset rather than doing this. whole let's rebuild for two years and go out and sign this big free agent. They have to build, build it the right way. Hopefully we see that this summer. Um, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's a good answer. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of 
people who are too cynical about this, um, you know, they, they think it's like, oh, it's the old boys club once again, whatever. But, uh, from, you know, from people I've heard, this is not my not my element of uh, this is not my area of expertise. But uh, from what I've heard from good people like Doug McClain, he, he really likes uh, Keith Jones. Um, Lee McHugh gave a great word for him. Obviously, uh, Ryan said that uh, he's a good dude and whatever. But we'll see if he's actually a good dude in terms of uh, building a a quality franchise, but uh, like you said, uh, Briar is going to be the one in charge, and uh, I think that this is a, a better look for the, the Flyers than in the past. But it, it's going to be a long rebuild with given their um, current conditions. So yeah, I, I, this is not my album expertise. Expertise. I just don't want people attacking this hire like, oh, it's the old boys club once again. Whatever. Fuck that. Give them a chance, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. give them a chance. You know, for myself, I'm. I'm right there with you. Like Ryan fucking nailed it, man. I listened to a couple shows about this and shit and like all the analytic nerds fucking hate it. All the old guys that played in the league and no Jonesy, they said, yeah, they absolutely love the hire. Doug so it's exa- <laughs> Jamie McLean and Jeff, like all these guys that played with them. Like, yeah, they, they love it, man. And so like, who do you, who do you put your value in? Well, it's somewhere in the middle. So I listened to the guy talk. I listened to a couple of interviews with him and you know, he sounds like a fucking normal guy. Exactly what Ryan said. He sounds like a good guy. He knows hockey. You can't say he doesn't know hockey. Now, how does he apply it? But the one thing I will give him credit to is he said that, nothing's going to change overnight yeah we have a new format what do they call it a new orange they want to see or something like that and you know what man maybe this is exactly what the flyers need right like honesty maybe a bit of honesty goes a far away you know like you touched about it they had the bobby clark and all those guys that have always been there they're still there kind of thing but uh, maybe give the guy a fucking chance, yo. Let's see what he does. Obviously, Joel touched on it. It's not going to him. Danny Breer is going to be a pivotal part of this organization, too. Uh, maybe if it doesn't work, they can hire Ilya Brzgalov to join the mix as well. I'm sure <laughs> Brzee would be still paying him. They're still paying him. Exactly. Might as well fucking get him in the office, then, if that's the case. But, uh, no, let's see how it works out for old Jonesy here, man. You know, the... There, there's some pieces in the flyers there and you know you guys got some guys but you just need some you, you know objectively from an outside point of view it just seems like you got a you got a ways to go but as long as you know that somebody that says hey yeah we got ways to go let's fucking start what do they say the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now well fucking the second best time is now for philadelphia let's plant this fucking tree so yeah uh, let's hope it works out yeah, and Jonesy having those connections could be important. You know, I got best case scenario here. Dan, Danny Breer is a, a great GM, is able to kind of maneuver some some moves. And then Jonesy, using his connections, comes in and maybe seals the deal. Even the Flyers are beginning to better better side of the deal. But the other GM feels good about it because, like, he, he knows Keith Jones is a good guy and he's helping out a friend or whatever. So, you know what? I, I see what the Flyers are doing with that angle. Hopefully they can uh, work that up a little bit. They'll play you in with a nice guy, and then Tortorella would just fucking eat your ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, ads. Uh, all right. Um, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. No, not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us it will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase and for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGillingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. And yeah, you already yeah. got your shades, so now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for summer. SGPN has just dropped a new line of mesh shorts perfect for any summer activity. It says here to uh, name your favorite activity to do in mesh shorts. Um, not sure if that's good, safe Fucking for a podcast jerk it. here. Just but, um, it. Yeah, uh, whatever you do in your mesh shorts, whatever you're up to on a Saturday night on your mesh shorts, you can head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code SHORTS for 10% off. Just bop it in the mesh shorts. I might actually buy my pickleball rackets came in and it's fucking sick. Yo, do they got brown ones so it'll match my fucking racket? In case you shit yourself? Yeah, well. I guess, yeah, I'd rather be safe than sorry, but <laughs> they might. I don't know. My pickleball racket has a wood finish, like a laminate, and I call it Spruce Almighty. That's fucking cool. Oh, I love that. Hell yeah. Um, all right, we got. We're gonna go through two games here. We're gonna go through one game for Sunday, May 14th, and then one game from Monday, May 15th. Here we get to that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. But still, gonna be absolutely electric, boys. We ready to go here or what? Oh yeah. 
All right. First game on the docket here for Sunday, May 14th. Uh, we got the Vegas Golden Knights against the Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, game itself is in Edmonton at 10 p.m. Uh, Vegas leads the series 3-2. Currently, Vegas on the money line sitting at plus 160. Edmonton on the money line at minus 190. The over-unders is 6.5. Overpaying off minus 130. The under plus 110. Boys, I'm going to kick this one off here. I like this Knights team. I've talked about it. They've been playing well. They do all the little things right. Do they excel at anything? Not particularly, but they play a fucking full 60 minutes. And you know what? These Oilers, man, they, their penalty, their power play, fucking absolutely deadly. But they're having trouble scoring at five on five. And you know, Jolie touched on a little bit before the show, and I'll let him get into a little bit too. But the depth technically hasn't been showing up for this series, man. But look at the Knights. They're fucking flowing. Their big dogs are being their big dogs. That's exactly what you want. I know we all know that Stone's battling through something. He's still playing fucking sick. Eichel's been absolutely awesome. Like, fucking Theodore's a fucking stud on the back end, too. They got Petrangelo back. He's fucking playing. Goaltending's a little bit suspect. But, hell, you could say the same goddamn thing for the Oilers. So, I'm sticking with my I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going with the Knights. I'm saying they close it out on the road here. Not, nothing against the Oilers, man. I, I, I like this Edmonton team. I like these fucking studs. Big Jack Campbell guy. Big fucking Zach Hyman guy you might even see jack campbell in this game too uh you know me big fucking cody cc supporter but uh i think the knights are gonna get it down to plus 160 as far as over under goes here i i've gotten burned on this a couple times already but i'm going back to the well give me the fucking over at six and a half minus 130 here yeah i mean if, if you've been listening to this you you know probably our general thoughts on this i think the oilers are, are the much better team i'm not sure really how they've lost three games so far in this area because Last game was just three goals in like two minutes, including a five-on-three, then a five-on-four goal to, to take turn the tide there for Vegas. But the main storyline, and I'll let you all get into it more, is that Edmonton is just not scoring five-on-five. It's just McDavid and Dreisaitl against the world, and you know when they're not on the ice, they really have pretty much no chance of scoring. But for this game, Edmonton has not lost back-to-back games since February. It's now May, so I think coming back home, they'll be able to get this done here. Minus 190 is a bit steep, so either look at the puck line, I think is around uh, plus 125, or just, you know, look at the Oilers to win win the series. They're plus 170. They're must, minus 190 now. If they win this, it'll probably be close to close to pick them in Game 7, maybe Vegas, minus 130, minus 140, but I still believe in Edmonton. I think McDavid and Drysaddle can still get this done, but Vegas has been very impressive. This series is fucking me up, man. It's, <laughs> it's destroying my my social Three, life, Joel. my financial Three. life. I it's a it's a stressful one with the the Oilers and these fucking nights, man. The Oilers are the much better team, but they just keep blowing it. Nobody's stepping up. Like Drysdale was great the first few games, first two games really. After that, he's kind of gone quiet. McDavid is awesome in Game Five. And yet the rest of the team doesn't show up. It's like if, it, if there's not like one or two guys carrying the game and winning the game, then they're going to lose. The rest of the team has to show up. We need some goaltending. We need some fucking defense. Like Petrangelo was out for this one and they still dominated the Oilers five on five. It's absolutely incredible how the Oilers are botching this. The Oilers are the best team in the league in the second half of the season. I stand by that take. And yet they, they they're botching the series against a, a team that's much weaker than them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I admit I underestimated the, the Knights' decor. The the likes of uh, Shea Theodore has been awesome. Uh, Martinez has been good. McNabb is, is showing up. Like, these guys are, are putting in all the effort. Like, But the Oilers have the better talent. They're not putting in the effort. I, I feel like it's uh, like a Leafs-Panthers situation here. Um, they, they do have the better team. It's, it's just a matter of putting it all together. That's why they're aligned like this, minus 190. Um I, I do think the Oilers win the game, but minus 190 is, is too steep of a price to pay, given what we've seen in the first five games. Um, yeah, it, it's a pass for me for, for this one. But, uh, fuck, I hope the Oilers win. Um, yeah, I, I think that the, the big guys show up this one. It's, it's going zigzag, zigzag all series long. So, yeah, the Oilers should win, but the minus 190... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spending my money on that. I'm not spending more money, more of my precious dollars on this fucking Oilers <laughs> team. They're fucking uh, undermining me all series long, all playoffs long. Actually, they did win the, the Kings series, but I didn't even fucking bet in that one. So, right, it's a frustrating, frustrating series for me, but um, God, I hope the Oilers win. 
It's the uh, yeah, two games, two games to go. Two Oilers wins. Please stop the zigzag. Win two. Zig 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 zig, and get to the fucking Western Conference Finals so we can uh, do some damage against uh, the other shitty teams in the conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to move down to the Monday game stuff for Monday, May uh, 15th. One game on this docket as well. We have the Dallas Stars against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, game itself is in Seattle here for game that, seven. That, that, I wrote that backwards. It is in Dallas. Okay, my bad. The Seattle Kraken against the <laughs> Dallas Stars. Game itself is in Dallas. I should have caught Thank one of God. those. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just saw this game tonight uh, at the time of recording here on the 13th. Uh, Kraken, what was it, a 6-2, 6-3 final? I think 6-3. Uh, big win for Seattle in game six here, man. They're going back to uh, back to Texas here, maybe for, uh, for game seven. Oh, Seattle, man. They're a fucking squeaky team, bro. Maybe it's something to do with them being like squids or something. They're hard to get a hold of and shit. But uh, I don't fucking know, man. Dallas should be a little bit shaken here. Anyways, the line is Seattle on the money line sitting at plus 160. Dallas on the money line at minus 190. The over-unders at six. Both over-under paying off minus 110. Uh, Jolie, we'll go to you here, bud. What do you do? You got any? How do you think this game seven is going to work out here? Another unfortunate series going on here with... You know, the, the, the Stars, <laughs> another zigzagging team. Do you hear that in my mic? The fuck? No, you, you sound good. Okay, I'm mean, yeah. hearing some, some weird stuff here. But, uh, the we'll ghost carry of on. fucking it, Dallas past. Is that the Ouija board? Uh, yeah, the it Ouija could board. be. Is it is. To Someone's trying to get a hold of you to the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, shout out to, um, what's his name? Blueberry, Blue Crunch, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or drive saddle for Con Smythe. That guy is probably uh, texting me asking for um, how does this game affect his odds to uh, win uh, the Con Smythe. Anyway, Stars cracking. Another hell of a series. Oh man, this mic is fucking up. Anyway, you're good. We can hear you, you sound great. You sound perfect. I'm not sure if, you, if your if your headphones are fucking up. I'm hearing myself, but it, it's all good. We're going with the Stars. We're going with the Stars. Fuck it, man. Like minus 190 is way too steep, but. Ottinger has to play better. Like he's been terrible the whole series long. He, he's had what one good game out of the six. He got pulled last game. I think they they go back to him for this one. I don't see them going back to Wedgwood. Uh, Wedgwood was actually pretty good in relief in game six, but still, I, I you got to go to the elite goalie. That's a question for Peter DeBoer. But uh, the Kraken are a fucking nuisance, man. It's a uh, they they just attack in swarms. They're like. We always say like they're, they're hurricanes of the West, except like far less skill, and uh, but they do have more depth in terms of their their talent. And um, Vince Dunn has proven to be the elite number one D man. I didn't I didn't think who he he would be. So uh, yeah, another uh, fucking uh, minus one for me there. Uh, and Grubauer, of course, another minus one for me. Uh, he's proven to be a good goalie. So it's a frustrating series once more. These fucking Western Conference. Games are not going well, but uh, at the end of the day, I think that you you got to go with Dallas here. They just they just got the better players. It's just Jason Robertson has to show up one of these games. Like just fucking control the puck. Every fucking puck puck that cuts across the stick, it goes over it. Bubble bubble bubble. Just control the puck. You fucking. <laughs> it's it's frustrating watching the stars because they have so much more talent, but they're not using it. It's uh. Yeah, they, the the power play is better. The Kraken are just uh, a fucking nuisance. Like I said, it, it, I'm just I'm tilted, man. I'm fucking tilted <laughs> after today's game. So this game is bringing up back all the bad memories. But uh, um, I, I have I have no play on this game. But fuck, I hope the Stars win. Carry on. <laughs> after all that, no play. <laughs> no play. Fuck it, pass. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Robertson. We've been talking about him. I mean, we've been speculating on his injury, but like tonight. The puck just bouncing over his hip. Like maybe he's just having a bad stretch of games and it's coming at the worst possible time for him. Because I mean, fucking I don't think, Mitch Marner. I, I don't think anyone's been like, I don't think there's anything been reported about him like missing a morning skate or missing anything. But yeah, for this game, uh, I lean to the crack and I think there's, there's value at plus 160. But the bet here is the over six at minus 110. All nine meetings this season, including all six games this series, have gone over the total. 6-3-5-2-6-3-7-2-4-2 would have been a push at six, but 5-4-5-4-5-2-4-3 in their nine meetings this season. 
take an alt over. So I'm on the Discord. Hit that. Hit that tonight. <laughs> I, I hit a over six Shout and a half. Smitty. Yeah, I, I wish I hit the over eight and a half a bit, but yeah, uh, I think four games now in this series have had nine goals. Yeah, five, four, seven, two, and then two, six, three. So it could be a blowout either way. And I think it'll be high scoring. So over six, minus 110, probably put at least two units on that. You know what? You know, what? I, I'm going to come in on this. I'm going to go with a, a lean. I'm going to go with a lean to the under six, minus 110. Game seven, game, come on. Give me some old school fucking playoff hockey give me the under six there's gonna be some uh some defensive hockey played here people are gonna be nervous uh, goalies will be playing um better i hope uh, but uh give me the under six that, that's my lean okay you want me to play a, something on this game you the under six minus 110 that's just i know that the whole series the whole history between these teams have gone over but the game seven come on a six with the kraken and the stars you got to lean to the under on that one. So I, I got to do it. I got to fight you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just a lean. I'm not betting this shit, but uh, <laughs> give me the fucking under six. Well, I'll have you know you're not just fighting Ryan. You're fighting myself as well. So I'm going to start <laughs> with saying that I am all over the over six minus 110. You're, you have Jake Ottinger playing like fucking Eddie Belfour on the night after a DUI, and he's hung over as fuck right here. He's a, a, just a shell of himself for the Dallas Stars here. Uh, and then you Dallas got back fucking- in. Oh, okay. You load up on the Advil and fucking orange juice, and let's hope he gets it done, eh? Um, you also have fucking Phil Grubauer in that, and I, I'm sorry, he is not a good goalie. I know he's played well, he's played fine, but, like, uh, look at all the goals that have been going in in this fucking series. Maybe not all against him, but still, getting away with a three spot or a four spot every now and then isn't fucking great either. And I know who he is shooting against him. Fucking Dressel and McDavid are absolute studs. This power play is absolutely killer. We talked about it before. Or not Dressel. Why am I talking Edmonton here? Uh, Pavelski's putting up four goals. Jason Robertson hasn't been too great. But they got bets like fucking Sagan that know how to fucking put the puck in the net. Jamie Benn, not so much. He's a little bit of a rough goal. But still, man, uh, I'm going with the over in this game here, boys. Like, oh, at six, I'll take that at minus 110. I think we're going to see at least another seven or eight in this one here. Um, and then as far as the team, I'm all here. For a fucking expansion semifinals in the <laughs> Give me the Kraken. Give me the Knights. Let's have some fucking fun with this, bro. I don't Disgusting. have a dog. I don't have a fucking horse in the race anymore. I'm done. I've been supporting the Knights a little bit when it comes out there in the West. And you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun with it. Give me the fucking Kraken through here, too. I'll take him at plus 160 in Game 7. You're going to be plus value this much in a Game 7 where we literally know that anything can happen. I'm not a value better. I'm not a guy that says, oh, this money's too good to turn down and stuff. But I just think, man... If hockey gods work in mysterious ways here, and Seattle's done everything right from the get-go. We all gave them shit on their expansion draft, saying they're absolutely terrible. They got burned by that fat fucking pig, Frank Cervelli, spoiling every pick the night that it happened, for Christ's sakes. You know what? They didn't play that well. Everybody thought this was off the rails. Or fucking Ron Francis has no idea what he's doing. Well, guess what? He's shoving it up all our hoops here. So give me the Kraken, plus 160 in Game 7, and then give me the over 6 and minus 110. Fuck Frank Cervelli. Uh, before we get into our ads and then do our next thing, we're going to quickly run through Eastern Conference final previews. We'll keep this one nice and quick, though. Uh, obviously, we have the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers meeting up. Uh, at the time of recording, we're not sure when this first game is going to be. We were getting different feedbacks from different websites. We're going to hold off on actually capping the game. But we'll talk a little bit about the series. We do have odds for that. Carolina's minus 135. The Panthers plus 115. Mr. Gilbert, I'm going to throw to you on this one, buddy. What do you see going on in this series here? Eastern Conference Finals 2023 playoffs, baby. Uh, I, I like the Hurricanes in this series. I think it's... Pretty much what I kind of expected here. Hurricanes minus 135 is coming down a bit. I think minus 130. I think it's minus 130 now, actually, before we saw before the show. So that's coming down already. Opened at minus 140. They're just the Panthers were able to take advantage of much like the Devils were the the Rangers turnovers. The Panthers took advantage of the, the Leafs turnovers and, and the Bruins turnovers. But the Hurricanes don't do that. And, and the Hurricanes are a good structured coach team. Home ice advantage apparently means something for them a little bit. And they won two or three meetings in the regular season against Florida. So um, I, I like the I like the Hurricanes here. I think they're just a much better team. But the, the Panthers, they're if there's a if there's a season, they're going to do it right now. They're they're the best. They're the hottest team right now in the in the league. Matthew Chuck's playing well. Sergey Bobrovsky could outplay him for Conn Smythe. Verhage, that second line's been great. Their depth has been good. Montour and Ekblad have both been good. So this should be 
I mean, a fantastic series. I know a lot of people are complaining about it being you know, North Carolina versus Florida. This isn't my traditional hockey markets, but it should be a fantastic series. It should be a great, hopefully a long series. And uh, yeah, I, I lean to the Hurricanes, but I don't think there's any really like slam dunk play right now. Where did you read that the, uh, the Bruins and Leafs were turning the puck over to the Okay, maybe Panthers. not the Bruins, but the, the, the Leafs a little bit. No, it's the other way around. I'm saying, I'm calling you out. You fucking read my script on the Discord. Oh. I was saying that the, the Bruins and the Leafs were turning the puck over way too much against the Panthers. I think the Hurricanes are one of the more, probably the most disciplined team in the league. So those turnovers won't be a problem for them. Uh, so the Panthers have to find another way to attack. Uh, their counterattack was excellent against the Bruins. Um, almost as good against the Leafs. Um so yeah, the, the Hurricanes just have the better structure. Maybe not the better players, but uh, who knows? With with how well they, these guys are stepping in, they're like, um, <laughs> we can turn it on its head. The Kraken of the East, the Hurricanes are. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so it, would it be great to see a Hurricanes Kraken final? No, no, no. Oh, it no, wouldn't. That would okay. suck. <laughs> as long as the Hurricanes win, I'd be fine with it. But. Uh, <laughs> Um, but as for this series, I mean, the Hurricanes, minus 135, there's just, there's just not, enough, not enough respect for the Hurricanes. This team right. continues to get it done without uh, their, their, their key players. They don't have, a, you know, the, the crucial goal scorers, Sveshnikov, Patrick, even though he didn't play like... It's funny how people talk about, the, oh, Patrick, he's a big loss, even though they only played like fucking 10 games during the regular season. Like he, <laughs> They were fine without him for most of the years. So that's not a huge loss. But uh, definitely Sveshnikov is, and Teravainen is. But uh, even in the playoffs here, they're, they're stepping in. They took care of a Devils team who was one of the best teams in the league and, and uh, pretty comfortably took care of the Islanders who are a feisty team as well. Um, yeah, so give me, give me the Hurricanes, minus 130. I love it. Absolutely love it. Panthers are going to run out of gas here. They've been going on playoff mode for like five months, um, just fighting to get in. And, and I think their momentum is kind of stalling. I, the Leafs kind of gave that series to them in, towards the end there. I mean, uh, Towards the, the beginning, the they won three games in a row. Yeah, but the Leafs are the better team in, in basically every game. So I, I, and the Hurricanes are the better team in all but one of the games against the Devils. So the Hurricanes just have better track record. So I quite like the Hurricanes here to uh, carry on. And I fucking hope they do because if the Panthers win it all, I'm so fucked. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going against the grain here, guys. I, and it kills me to say I, I do not want to see this team have success right now, especially in the state of mind I'm at currently. But I'm, I got to go with the Panthers in this series, a plus 115. Um, you guys touched a little bit on it saying, yeah, you know, they, they forced a lot of turnovers, you know, against the Leafs, maybe less so against Boston. And this may be true, but that's not even to me what matters. The fact that they forced it, it's the fact that they capitalized on every fucking chance that they got off a turnover. You can say that in the final three games in the Boston series. You can say that in the entire five games against the Leafs series. And yeah, they were overplayed. Or outplayed. If you look at the statistics from time on attack to shots on net to scoring opportunities, yes, Toronto outplayed Florida. I'm sure they probably looked pretty similar numbers in the Boston series as well. But there's something to be said, man, for knowing when to capitalize and how to capitalize. And this fucking Florida team has it, dude. They got These guys are gamers. On paper, does Sam Bennett fucking jump out as an absolute fucking killer, not only offensively, but what he does on the forecheck? He fucking is. Like You can say the same fucking thing about Cousins. You can say the same thing about fucking... Uh, obviously Kachuk like these guys are fucking gamers but that Montour on defense the guy shoots laser beams off his stick this guy's shooting fucking pucks like 97 miles an hour for the point it's absolutely fucking incredible man like uh, and then you got that absolute ogre that fucking European giant Gudis on the back end if Bobrovsky but if Bobrovsky plays how Bobrovsky's played since he's came in like I'm sorry, man. I, I can't go against this Florida team right now. And, you know, maybe a little bit biased because I watched them absolutely beat the fucking wheels off my fucking favorite team and favorite thing in my life. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I got to go. I got to go with the Panthers. I'm sorry. A plus 115. I think there's definitely some value there. And I think uh, that, sure, they may not be the better team in the series, but they're they're finding ways to grind out games and they're finding ways to win, man. So and I, I, I just don't see that stopping anytime soon. I've seen no reason for that to slow down. Shout Since out to Talon's girlfriend. Talon's girlfriend, <laughs> 1A, Leafs, 1B. Well, she knows. Yeah, yeah, they know. Talon, Everybody Talon, knows. Talon never okay. cried on, 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 on the subway yeah, over his girlfriend. So, 
Yeah, but speaking of Gudis, uh you brought him up. What what did you think about his uh his picture in front of Joseph Wall there after the OT winner? <laughs> I I can't say anything about it. They won. Do I like it? No, but they won. So uh, it's uh, as a Leaf fan, man, you just got to chew on it. You can sit there and say, oh, classless, whatever. It's not. It's fucking. It's, if if our team had a one, I would have wished one of our players was doing the same goddamn thing. So if you're gonna yeah. get your panties in a knot yeah. about that, you're a fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Goodness is a beauty here. Exactly. He's a good. He's a good goddamn player, man. Yeah. Uh, not he, really. But he's uh, he's an effective goddamn player. He, he's he's a good third. He's definitely. Brings an element that you need. Yeah, it's a good exactly. third pair of defensemen. Like, like Luke Shen was the best uh, Leafs defenseman other than that Riley's. guy. For value for Buck, arguably one of if you're going from like a value for contract player, arguably one of the better players in the entire playoffs. Like Definitely. he had such a great fucking mm-hmm. series for this Leafs, and you know I I can only hope that he resigns. But whatever happens, but he's happens, not. Man. He's coming back to Vancouver, baby. <laughs> That's the type of players that the Leafs need is, is Luke Shen. I was looking at who the Lightning signed after their first round sweep against the Blue Jackets. Obviously, a, diff, a different uh, story because they had other playoff success. But they, like they signed a bunch of Bogosian, Pat Maroon, like these guys that veterans for low, low Kevin Shattenkirk, like that low, care, low, Ryan, that, that care, care. that, that want to win. So that's I think that's what bringing bringing it back to Toronto for, at the beginning. I think that's what we they should be looking for. But. Luke Shen has a baby in Vancouver. He's coming back to Vancouver. No thought about it. He's not going to Toronto. He's going to St. Louis to play with Braden. <laughs> the fuck out I go to St. Louis. All right. That's, that's all about what ifs. And life is full of what ifs. So what if you try something new when it comes to dating? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help find you what you're looking for? Talkify is the country's number one matter matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists hand-select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. They will screen potential match candidates for you with background checks, video interviews, and tough questions. They then plan your date intros and handle all the communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Maybe the Leafs just need uh, Talkify to set up some 12 matches for them and they can make them want to come. I hate you so much. All right, we're going to move into the SGPPPC. Oh wait, what? What do you no, got? No, uh, the the I want to just profusely apologize for my record keeping on the uh, puck buck challenge, but you can <laughs> you can introduce it here. No, I was just gonna say we're going to the HGPPPC Hockey Gaming Podcast puck buck challenge here. Uh, our current positioning. Did I, I do that our, shit last year? Did I do that shit last year? I don't uh, think remember any problems. I think we had our intern do it last year, who who <laughs> left us. Oh, for that fucking fish, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I have been shortchanging all of us on our puck bucks. I had, uh, <laughs> my spreadsheets have forgave me here. Uh, I was working out during the show. I think this is what we're at. Um, I am still in the lead with 553 puck bucks and 40 puck cents. I am uh, 17 and 20 with a loss of 31 puck bucks. Um, and then Talon is actually no Joel's in second, 546 puck bucks. But he is down 316 puck bucks on his 895 that he has risked. Talon is down 300 puck bucks and has 488 remaining from, from my, my calculations here. I'm going to confirm these before next show, but I, I believe we, we have a lot more that, than we thought. But look at that. See, we're not puck broke. We knew that. Uh, <laughs> I wish you could have told me that before I started scaling back. Uh, I, I, that's why I profusely apologized. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could have been. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking, fucking attacking Talon for I know. Uh, risking I everything. Back too. Yeah. This is bullshit. We got to talk to the puck commissioner here. <laughs> the, the, the puck Holy commissioner. Shit. All right. I'm going to kick us Ryan off here for myself. Gildman. Ryan Gildman. <laughs> Ryan a fucking Betbert. <laughs> Ryan Gary, oh, Gary Gilbert. Gilbert. Gary Gilbert. That's the answer right there. Gary Gilbert's the best. 
right. Uh, I'm kicking us off here. I'm going with the uh, Vegas money line plus 160 here in game six. I'm going to put 25 puck bucks on this. I'm, uh, I think the Knights get it done here, man. And uh, like I said earlier, nothing against Oilers, nothing against Oilers fans. I love you. But uh, I've been pretty strong, and I got a lot invested in this Vegas team. So I'm uh, I'm going to keep riding with my bulls here, or riding with my knights and my ponies, rather. Man, let's go fucking knights. Uh, and then I'm going to take Dallas-Seattle over 6, minus 110 in game 7, 25 puck bucks here. Uh, I uh, We've seen goals in almost every game in this series. It's, it's hard to expect anything less. And then I'm also going to take <laughs> Florida on the series, plus 110, uh, 25 puck bucks on that one. They for everything that I just talked about, I think they get it done. All right, for me, I'm taking uh, Evan Bouchard to have a power play point in uh, Game Six there for Edmonton, minus 130 for 65 puck bucks. If you follow along in the Discord, it's been a pretty common play for me. And uh, at Oilers games, their power play is really the only way they score. So uh, also going with Zach Hyman for a power play point for plus 165 for 25 puck bucks. He's been you know picking up points recently. Also, want to note for you guys out there, uh, Leon Drysaddle, his player, his power play point prop is down. I think like minus 140. He's been one of their oh biggest weapons on the power play, so maybe look look his way as well. But also going to close it out with the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Final for minus 130, at, uh, 65 puck bucks for that series. I do have some futures on them, but I, I believe in them here where they'll be able to get past the Panthers um, in this round. I would watch out for the power play points in game of six. Um, we see the refs call a lot fewer penalties. Uh, but, of course, when it's the Oilers, if they're going to score, it's going to be on the power play. So I guess it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, those those make sense, especially Bouchard. He's, he's been good to us. Uh, for myself, though, we're going with – you ever heard of a Joe Public? We're going with a Joel Public play here. <laughs> oh, McDavid. <laughs> McDavid over three and a half shots on goal. <laughs> Minus 175. 30 buck bucks on that. Joel Public is showing up to the party. Everyone's going to be betting this. Everyone at the party, everyone, every fucking Oilers fan is going to be betting this one. But who the fuck cares? He's going to get four shots plus. Fuck that, man. You can say fade the public. We're going to back the public on this one. Uh, yeah, give me McDavid or three and a half shots in goal. Uh, Kane series, minus 130. Same, same as Ryan there. Um, 20 buck bucks on that. And finally... Same kind of thing. Burns Consmith plus 2,200, 22 to 1. Five puck bucks on that. I already have them at 30 to 1 in these puck bucks. <laughs> so uh, I just don't like that fucking Sebastian Ajo is the fucking favorite. It's somehow it's 6 to 1, which is brutally pricey. He's no way he should be 6 to 1. That's absolutely insane. And uh, Freddie Anderson, 8 to 1, is is nuts. So give me Burns 22 to 1. That That's just uh, taking advantage of the market prices there. Uh, Consmith is not an efficient market. So this is where you can actually make some real money as long as you're not betting like 10 figure or <laughs> five figures. <laughs> um, yeah. Burns cons by 22 to one, five puck bucks on that. He should be uh, right there in the mix with Aho and uh, Freddie Anderson, but he's not priced that way. So Burns cons by 22 to one, five puck bucks. Let's fucking go. 100 to one, 30 to one, 22 to one. Let's keep going. If, if they lose another game, we'll maybe back him again. Because this fucking caveman is going to do it. He's going to get all the love from all the sluts and all the, the voters. And, and Wait, what? Get... <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a few. There's a few uh, people. Girls who girls love beards. beards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he, plus, he had a big run with the Sharks for so many years. And I'm sure they were dying to give it to him then, but they never won. But now that he's on an actual good team. They might actually feel like they uh, have an excuse to bet him, so or, or vote for him rather. We're betting him; they're voting for him. Uh, so give me Burns Consmite once again, plus twenty two hundred, five puck bucks on that. Let's go Canes. This guy's gonna lose and go home and bang one of his snakes. Okay, Joel's just telling me that he just hates Finland, just shitting on Aho like that. I guess. No, 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 Finland. The the the, the, the Canes. Devil Series is like uh, Finland versus the Swiss. I, I should have thought of that angle beforehand. Like, uh, there's no way the Swiss have beaten the Finns. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I missed that handicap for sure. But, uh, no, no, Aho should not be 6-1. to one. Please do not bet Aho 6-1. to one. Please. Do it. Just do it. All right. You bet uh, a thing, fucker. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make it out of the next round. I'm sorry. I, I, I really don't. I'm serious about that. Uh, okay, are, are we anything else you want? Jolie, we talked a lot about the Leafs and uh, the Flyers here. Anything about Colorado you want to just spitball in? We'll give you a, a little second for your favorite team. 
No, man, we're, we're, we're fucking taking one of your best players next year. That's for sure. <laughs> Joe, Joe Saki, who's going to do you again. Do, do, do what's again. He's going to steal uh, Marner or Matthews at the uh, pennies on the dollar. Like uh, Kadri. We didn't, we didn't win the Stanley Cup without Kadri, so thank you for that. And, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll take Morgan Riley, too. BC boy, Joe Sackick, uh, the action there. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, Avalanche is looking good next year. Even with Atlanta's cog, we, we did fine with them this year. Use that money for the depth and maybe get another 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 star player on yeah, the team. You, guys can, you can pick up Kerfoot in free agency. How's that sound? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Send that card to the Edmonton Oilers, man. He deserves to be with them. Him and Bunting will definitely... Michael Bunting's one of the, the top free agent out there, I heard. Oh, I saw. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, one of those two is going to Edmonton. I guarantee it. One yes, of those two is exactly. going to Edmonton. All right, uh, Eric, go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. But obviously, we got NHL playoffs. They've been absolutely sick. Uh, NBA playoffs. Sounds like it's popping off there. Lots of stuff going on in the soccer world. Baseball's doing its thing. Uh, MMA, NASCAR, fucking F1, golf. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. USFL. You can find all that information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Read the articles. Listen to the other shows. Shout out to Ryan's other podcast, Baseball Money is Fake, with him and Blake. Uh, these guys are absolutely killing it, having a fucking great time, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. It's always popping off. Uh, a little bit tame lately, but I got a feeling, you know, once we get uh, a bit more indulged into this uh, semifinal round, things will start popping off a little bit more. You got some UFC uh, guys showing up today, though. Yeah, hell yeah. There's nothing else going on tonight. <laughs> might as well watch some So they're looking for DJs, looking for some action. Obviously, yeah. we're going to have the hockey channel. Uh, if you're looking to get, that's awesome. If you're looking to get in the Discord, just reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Also, reach out to the HGP uh, Twitter account. They can get you in there, too. Or you can start using smoke signals to try and flag down mr joel meyer in uh in uh in bc there he'll be sure to light some smoke signals like he's trying to summer and the uh, riders of rohan or some shit he'll get you <laughs> fucking back going uh so be sure to do that get your ass in the discord if you're not in the discord you're not making money baby shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord yeah make sure if you enjoy what you're listening you are subscribed to the hockey point podcast feed and leave us a five-star rating and review on apple and spotify or wherever it's your podcast, and follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. Joel Martin, you can find me putting my balls on the table for the Celtics. The Celtics against the Sixers. <laughs> Games the Celtics. Sunday. Whatever you call them, man. They're fucking Irish. Who knows what they what they say? Celtics, Celtics. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, they're going to win. Boston's going to win. They're going to erase the stigma of Game 7 against the Panthers and uh, beat the damn fucking Philly. Still a duck to Sixers. Let's go. NBA draw is back. Hell yeah. Let's go basketball, baby. Peace. Peace.